Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett and this morning we'll be going over the last of our holiday tips for gifts and safety. Adrian Salaminovic will be up first. And she has a really cool and very unique pet portrait product, say that three times fast, that she'll be explaining. And then after our halftime station break, Lee Connolly from the Irvine Pet Partnership is making a return visit to the show. And he'll have some very timely holiday safety tips that every pet owner needs to think about. But first, we need to pause just a moment for a quick station message, but stay tuned. We'll be back momentarily with some very timely information here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome now Adrian Salaminovic, all the way from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Good morning, Adrian. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, how's the weather out in your neck of the woods? Oh, we have a lot of snow, but uh, it's definitely looking Christmassy. Ah, okay. That sounds nice this time of year. Now, um, we were talking a little bit earlier about a very unique pet portrait that you guys uh, do for pet owners, and I'd like you to tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, well, what we do is we actually make portraits for humans, or we started off making portraits for humans first Uh by taking a a DNA sample and turning your DNA sample, which is used collecting a simple cheek swab, uh-huh. In, in your mouth, and then that swab is then t- taken to our lab, and we create an actual modern piece of art from your DNA. And you really have to see it to appreciate it. Well, we've sold these all over the world, all over L.A., and New York, U.K., and all over the world, and we started getting requests from people for pet DNA portraits. People wanted to uh, you know, create these unique DNA portraits of their dog or cat or whatnot. And mm-hmm. over the years, we've done literally hundreds of pet portraits now. So this is something we're now, for the first time, really commercializing or advertising on our website is the fact that we do portraits for pets as well. Wow. Now tell me, what do these portraits look like? Are they like the traditional DNA spiral that that you might picture? or, or how, Describe it to the best yeah, of your ability. Well, we, we, get that, we get asked that all the time. It's mm-hmm. one of those things, that obviously, it's visual. So um, you can actually see the art if you go to DNA one one dna eleven dot com you can actually see the, the the images they are beautiful looking but they're not what you might expect mm-hmm. dna when sequenced um, actually looks like um, a bunch of lights at night so your everyone's dna has a different pattern to it mm-hmm. and it actually you know people have said it looks like a cityscape at night uh, you know looking over the city and being able to see the lights on some buildings the lights are on and some buildings the lights are off and that's sort of the pattern that dna makes when it's when it's sequenced Wow. Now, how did you come up with this idea? Well, my, my best friend and I um, really started this off as, a, as a, an idea for ourselves, for our friends. And he's actually, he used to work for a California-based biotech company. Mm-hmm. And my background is more in design. Okay. And um, I was looking at some of his brochures uh, one night 
for the equipment, the lab equipment that he sells. And um, when I saw the images of DNA, examples of what this equipment could do to DNA, to me it looked like a modern piece of art, mm -hmm. like an abstract art piece, and less like a scientific image. And so we decided why not uh, do a portrait of one of us, and we both decided to do a portrait by taking a simple Q-tip, we took the DNA samples from our mouths, and then it went to a lab. Actually, Naz took it to a lab, had it sequenced, and from there, we took it and blew it up on canvas, and our friends and family and eventually people around the world started ordering them. Wow. Now, if you made a swab today of yourself and then made a swab uh, of yourself um, a few weeks from now, would the portrait look exactly the same, or does it change? Well, it would look exactly the same because um, our DNA never changes. I mean, it stays the same throughout our entire um, lifetime. Okay. And so, yeah, and but essentially, yeah, the portrait would look the same. And and the other interesting thing is, no two portraits will ever be the same. So this item is as unique as it can get. It's as unique as your dog or pet, and um, and you know, no two portraits will ever look the same. Okay. Now, do you do the same routine then with your your pet? You take a little cotton swab and you swab the inside of your pet's cheek. That's right, and it's pretty easy. Um, uh, I've done my own dog, which is a beagle, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, it's a, you just have to get 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 the swab, put it in their mouths, just like you would for yourself, and it only takes 10 seconds. It's completely painless. And, uh, yeah, we then turn that into a, to a portrait. Now, what if you have a pet that doesn't necessarily have a cheek, like I have a parrot? <laughs> yeah, the parrot would be very difficult. We haven't done any, any birds or any non... Um, mainly it's for mammals. Okay. Um, so we've done horses, uh, Bengal tiger oh, wow. recently. Um, we're able to do an iguana, actually, uh -huh. uh, which is a reptile, but of course, um, but mainly dogs. I mean, mainly dogs and cats, but definitely mainly dogs has been mo most of our clients. Okay, and, and do you also add an, an actual picture of the pet, too, so that when somebody comes and looks at it, they'll know, oh, this is, this is Fido? Well, uh, we can we can do that on the side or something like that if somebody wants that individually. We don't we could do that custom for somebody, but really um, we kind of allow it to be a conversation piece. It's abstract in nature, so that somebody would ask, "Hey, that's an interesting, interesting looking painting. It looks like a painting. What is it?" And then it would be up to the owner to explain. So we don't go literal with it. Um, okay. Typically, we we kind of keep it a little bit abstract and more of a conversation piece. But we can do anything custom. Oh, very good. Well, I have to ask you this. Um, what would somebody pay for something like this? What's, well, what's the minimum to the maximum price? Well, it's actually very, very affordable. Um, when we started, these were thousands of dollars each, mm -hmm. and we realized that not everybody you know, wants to spend thousands of dollars on an RP. So we've created a really wide range of options, and we just recently launched what's called a mini DNA portrait. It's only $169. Including shipping, and it comes in a glass frame and everything, so it's extremely affordable now. And that product is specifically targeted. That piece of art is targeted towards a pet owner or as a gift. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow, that's very cool. And tell me, what does the background look like? Okay, so you have like the cityscape. I mean, does the background come out dark? I, I'm I'm trying to picture this. Well, it comes in many different custom colors. Okay. And so there's so, 25 colors. So you pick colors. the background then. That's right. You can pick from anything ranging from purple to pink to black. And there's uh, a color range for almost everybody. Mm -hmm. But you actually go online and you select the size. The size of your RP determines the price. So, like you said, it's around $169 starting at 
right up to you know twelve hundred dollars if you wanted a, a really big one for mm-hmm. multiple people or multiple pets. And you do and, all of the framing and matting and all that too. Yeah, we deliver to you ready to to hang on your wall. Wow. You know, you, you mentioned the website a little earlier, but let's let's get that out there again. Uh, I'm sorry, which which uh, you, you mentioned it? your website a little bit earlier, oh, but yeah. I think we should tell everybody again because not everybody might have had their pen or pencil or piece of paper ready when you put that out there. So, grab that pen and paper right now because here is the website. Well, if you want to <laughs> check it out, and it's definitely something you want to see to be able mm-hmm. to to appreciate it, mm-hmm. you go to www.dna. 11.com that's dna11.com mm-hmm. or you can call our toll free number 24 hours a day it's 866-619-9574 and uh, there's plenty of time to order for Christmas our Christmas deadline is December 22nd and we're offering free shipping so if anyone of your listeners wants one of these they can definitely check out the site well so you can turn it around that quickly if somebody uh, got a swab to you and FedExed over uh, by December 22nd they'd have it back in time for the holidays well, that's a great question. What we actually give for Christmas is something called the gift kit. So the gift kit includes the collection kit, it includes the instructions, and a form, a simple form that somebody just picks the color that they want oh, on it. So okay. it's really a gift box and gift kit that you give the person, and then mm-hmm. they take their time and do the order on their own. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that makes a lot more sense, and, and that seems a lot more practical that way. And I wanted to ask you, too, I think you might have mentioned this, but how long have you guys been doing this now? It's been since uh, 2005, so it's been uh, three three years since we've uh, since we've launched. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So you've probably perfected it and got it down to a science. Well, it is oh, a science. It is definitely <laughs> a combination of science and art, and we've, uh, you know, this is a full-time thing for us, uh, there's uh, there's a whole studio here. We have a 3,000 square foot studio and dedicated designers that do this. And uh, yeah, we're definitely uh, something that we we do around the clock, and it's a full time effort for us. Oh my goodness! Well, it sounds like lots of fun too. It is a great business, and we have we have amazing clients as well. Wow. Well, Adrian, thank you so much for being with us today. What a great gift idea. Oh, it's my pleasure. I hope uh, people check out the website. I do too. We need to take a very quick station break right now, but don't go away. We'll be back with Lee Connolly from the Irvine Pet Partnership on the Pet Place Radio Show here on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. Making his second appearance here is Lee Connolly from the Irvine Pet Partnership. Welcome, Lee. Hi, Marie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad you were able to come back today. So am I. Now, you guys had a very special event on December 7th at the Irvine Animal Care Center, and that was also where we recorded our Pet Place TV show primetime special, Home for the Holidays. And so I'm wondering how that event goes. Well, I talked to some of the vendors and some of the uh, organizations that came to uh, try to get uh, pets adopted, and they seem pretty happy. A lot of pets went out the door that day. I, I was walking through with a camera um, after we were done shooting the special, um, trying to get some B-roll, and um, there were a lot of dogs walking out the door that day with, with new families. So that yeah. was very, very cool. How did the cat adoptions go? Uh, for our shelter, the Irvine Animal Care Center, I think pretty close to the final tally was somewhere around 24, 25 cats. Wow, that's great. So 
that was a good chunk of kitties then that got oh, some yeah. good homes. And, and I bet you probably had some uh, commitment to adopt, too, that day as well, in addition to people who were actually taking animals away. There were a few, anim- few people that probably put holds on the animals. Oh, probably. I mean, it's sometimes it's like uh, car shopping. You have to go and look at the model first and then decide whether it's the one you want. Yeah. That's actually a better way to get a pet. I don't think anybody should just go and get a pet and, you know, take it home right away. I think somebody should go, get to know the pet, decide if it's the right one for them, bring their other animals down if necessary, have them see if their animals get along, all that good stuff, and make sure it truly is a perfect fit. That way the animals don't come back, you know, two weeks later because they don't get along. Right, and you you also want to have all the family members there, too, to make sure that uh, the husband isn't being dragged into the uh, adoption or the kids really want to have a pet. You know, it's, it's just beneficial to have everybody there. Just to be prepared and... You know, somebody's going to adopt a pet during the holiday season, too. You really have to do a little extra planning because um, that's a big adjustment, for one, to bring a new pet into the house, and then you have all the holiday hustle and bustle going on. So you want to make sure that you're extra prepared if you're going to be bringing a pet home for the holidays as a new member of your family. Right, but it should also be remembered that this is, when they say home for the holidays, it's your home for the holidays. You wouldn't go out and adopt a pet and then give it to grandma or grandpa because grandma or grandpa might not like the pet that you bring oh, over. Oh, I know. I, you know what? A lot of people have thought that giving a you know a puppy or a kitten for a pet or for a gift rather is a good thing, but um, I really strongly disagree with that. What's your opinion on that? I, a pet is not a piece of property. It's a live being. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that not only is it being accepted into its home by the homeowners, but also that the pet actually likes the people. Mm-hmm. And the people like the pet, too. I mean, yeah. somebody might say that they're, they want to get a dog or a cat, but they need to be the ones to pick it out. Right. It's a mutual thing. The pet, mm-hmm. the pet can sense what type of person and personality you have. Mm-hmm. And it knows right away whether it's going to get along with you or not. And, sure. Uh, that has to be considered Absolutely. as part of the input. You know, one thing that I would recommend if you were thinking about giving a pet as a gift is instead of giving the actual pet, um, you could get a box and you could create a fancy little certificate, you know, on your home computer and printer and and say, this certificate entitles you to the pet adoption of your choice at the shelter or rescue of your choice, and and then wrap that up and give that instead. Well, heck, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> you know, while we're talking about the holidays, if you have pets already, there are a lot of things you need to do to make sure that your pets are safe during the holidays because there are things that you would never even think of that could actually be life-threatening, and we want to make sure that Every pet has a happy and safe holiday season. Do you have some suggestions about that? Well, this time of year there's a lot of food around that you might not normally have in the house, and you really have to think about the contents of the food Mm -hmm. uh, because some things that are very commonplace for us to eat can be deadly uh, like chocolate. If you have a big box of uh, chocolate candies that you got for Christmas and they're sitting out on the coffee table, 
and you have a nosy little dog who comes along and eats the whole box, that could be lethal. Yes, it can be lethal. Uh, things like grapes, uh, other common food items, uh, raisins, you know, uh, nuts, macadamia nuts that you might find in cookies. Those things can cause problems. Oh, wow. So you, you need to uh, uh, go to a, a website that has a list of hazardous foods for pets. Mm-hmm. And just take a look at it. And so just do an Internet surfing search for uh, holiday safety tips for animals and well, pet owners. You can do that. Or, you know, actually what I did is I went to the uh, ASPCA website. Oh, okay. Um, and they have a list of the top ten food items that you need to look at before you uh, give them to your pets. Uh, okay. Because people normally don't think about it. For instance, uh, a sweetener called, I think it's xylitol. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in a lot of foods now, but that can actually cause major problems for animals. Oh, wow. So you have to be really careful with food. And you don't want to give them a lot of the, the holiday food you're having anyway because it's extra fatty, and they're just not ready to eat that sort of thing. It can actually cause liver damage and kidney problems and you name it. So so have their own special treats available for them. I mean, go out to the pet supply store and get some nice, healthy, special treats for your pets for the holidays so they have something too. Right, something that's manufactured for them rather than something that you or I would normally eat, and then we are always being asked to share by, uh-huh. our, by our housemates. But we actually what I've started doing is I'll have a package of treats next to me at dinner time, so that when somebody comes up and is staring at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Someone with four legs. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just reach into the bag and, and uh, kind of move it over my plate so it looks like it's coming from my plate. Oh, tricky. And, well, hey, you know, they're not dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you put it down next to them, and, of course, it's gold yeah. because it came from me, and it came from what looked like my plate, but uh-huh. it really did the hover over my plate. <laughs> and you have to be really firm with family members and visitors who are coming over for the holidays who want to go ahead and give some little treats off of their plates from the human food variety because I don't know if this has happened to you, but my relatives all say, oh, a little bit won't hurt, it's okay, it's okay, and then you have 20 people who are giving a little bit, you know, to your 10-pound Pomeranian. Yeah. Isn't that the equation, 20 little bits equal one big bit? That's right, that's right. So you have to be firm and tell them no. Or what you might consider doing is taking the treats that you normally buy for your pet and putting mm-hmm. them in some dishes on the table. And, and say, just make sure they don't eat them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say, look to your guests, say, look, you know, if you if you feel you have to give something to Fido or Spot or uh-huh. whatever your your pet's name is, uh-huh. uh, get it out of the, uh, the tray that I put on the table, you know, that's got the doggy treats in it. And, heck, if you want to have one, go ahead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'll clean your teeth, too. Yeah, we had a gentleman from uh, a pet bakery on the show a while back, Rocky Kiever, and um, all of his pet treats are completely uh, edible by people, if if you want to, and they taste pretty good, apparently. I've okay. never personally had any, but he said lots of his patrons do share. Well, heck, <laughs> I'll have to go buy something and try it out. Yeah. Huh. Now, we need to talk about something else. You know, when people are putting up their trees or any kind of decorations, Tinsel can be a really big problem, especially for kitties. Have you heard about that? 
Yes, yes, I have. And uh, it's tough. It's a tough problem to deal with. I mean, people like to have tinsel on their trees, but uh, you should consider finding something else to decorate the tree and keep the tinsel off. Yeah, well, I know my uh, one of my kitties will eat anything, and, and if he got a hold of tinsel, he'd eat every last little bit of it, and that can actually plug any cat or dog up, cause major intestinal blockages, and that could kill them. So yeah. it's, it's nothing to take lightly. Don't use tinsel. Um, if you have to use it, I would put it way up near the top of the tree nowhere near the bottom but if you have cats like mine they're going to climb the tree all the way up to the top anyway right just don't use it mm-hmm. uh, it can be deadly but also there's a major expense of going to the vet you know, oh sure so you've got to balance that out too absolutely and um, you have to be careful with the electrical cords for the lights too if you have an animal a puppy that's chewing on things um, I would recommend not using lights where the puppy or the chewing animal can get to yes do you have any other tips? How about when people come over to visit and the doors get open and closed all the time? Have somebody by the door. <laughs> Make sure that they don't just walk in. Uh, you could put a little sign at the door. Oh, that that's said, a great idea. Uh, ring, the, ring the doorbell or knock on the door or yeah. let me know. Or there's a dog inside or a cat inside. Don't just open the door. And don't hold it o- open or pry it open so that you could carry in big bundles of gifts either. Or heck, you could just lock the front door and then somebody has to unlock it, couldn't <laughs> you? <laughs> just, you know, for all the years that I worked in animal control, the holiday season was a time when we saw so many animals that accidentally got loose. And, you know, usually we could get them back home again. That wasn't a problem. But sometimes, you know, if they weren't used to being out and uh, didn't know how to press the button at the busy intersections to cross the street... Um, they get out into traffic and they get injured. Yeah. So you have to, have to, have to be careful with, with the people coming and going and make sure that the doors are closed. And then also, you know, with all these visitors, some animals get a little nervous. Yes. What, what should you do in those situations? Uh, well, sometimes it might be best to, uh, to take one of the rooms that you have and, and put your for instance, your cat's in there with a litter pan and something, some things to play with mm-hmm. and make that their room for the night. Uh, you might try leading up to that by, uh, you know, leading up to the party mm-hmm. by uh, doing that uh, in increasing time amounts between so now. They get used to so it. they get used to it. Yeah, and they really don't want to be out with the crowd anyway. It's not going to hurt their feelings if they're not. No. Unless you have no. a real social animal. Well, I, I mean, I do have one that's very social, so mm-hmm. she would want to be out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you, know, you mentioned about the, a lot of guests coming, and what you have to remember also is some of these guests may not have pets at home, and they don't give a second thought about just walking in. Or the fact that they'd think if the dog runs out, they'd say, "Oh well, the dog's probably supposed to go outside." Mm-hmm. So you, uh, some people just aren't aware. That yeah, you have pets. to be really, really careful. Now, one thing too is if you're going to be traveling with your pets, you want to make sure that they have a current legible ID tag on with not just your home phone number on it, but your cell phone number on it, because chances are you're going to have your cell phone with you no matter where you go. And if your pet gets loose and you're miles and miles and miles away from home, you'll be able to get your pet back because somebody will be able to contact you. 
Yes. Yeah. And I understand that you can also uh, pay extra to have your pet in the cabin with you rather than being put in the uh, You mean cargo if you're hold. flying. Yes, yeah. you're flying. Now, yeah. it, can you take all sized pets or are there size limitations? I would imagine it, it varies from airline to airline. But, so you probably it, have to check. Also with the demeanor of the pet. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a barking dog that barks constantly, you know, yeah, that, that would present a problem. A problem. Mm-hmm. But you're right about traveling. You've got to have your cell phone on so they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Well, these are are some really important holiday tips. There's many, many more. Um, Lee gave the suggestion of going to the ASPCA site. Yes. I assume that's ASPCA.org? Yes. And then just click on the holiday safety tips. And, Lee, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm glad you were able to make it out again. It's always a pleasure to be here. We need to take our final break now, but we'll be right back here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. Don't go away. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and it's time for a little Pet Place news. The Benny Bench has asked me one last time to pass on information about their 2009 Benny Bench calendar. Proceeds from the sales help the Benny Bench care for foster bennies at the borough and in foster homes. This includes staying and neutering and medical costs as well as room and board. By purchasing the calendar, you'll help them be able to continue the wonderful rescue work they do for rabbits all over Southern California. And each of the rabbits on this calendar has its own rescue story complete with a happy ending. Go to BennyBench.org to order online or call at the phone number at the website to see which adoptions have adoption locations have some available on site. Also, I encourage you to check out the Pet Place website at PetPlace.org to find out more Pet Place news. And once there, click on the contact link and say hi or give us some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. Over the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing some encore presentations of the Pet Place Radio Show that are some of my favorites from 2008. And we'll be back with all new episodes on January 11th here on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay new to your pets and have a wonderful holiday and a very happy new year. <laughs> 